where you can become anything. You are jamming with the hottest disc jockey. Disc jockey. Holy smokes, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Undisputed Sports Broadcast. It's been a while, but your boys are back. I am Dre Kamikaze. What it do, baby? With my tag team partner, Pat Wick. Pat Wake here. Welcome back, everybody. You can find the show on any podcast you may be subscribing to, any Google, Yahoo, Stitcher, anything. Find me at Pat USB. Sorry. Pat Wick underscore USB. And you can find our friends at Carter's Barbecue at 709 East Canal Street, Mulberry, Florida. Just plain good. Whole ribs for twenty under $25. Try any of, their, any of their family specials, barbecue dinners, southern dinners, fried seafood dinners. Carter's Barbecue, 863-425-1983. Once again, 863-425-1983. Carter's Barbecue, just plain good. Once again, my tag team partner, Kamikaze. Welcome back, Kamikaze. What it do? And you heard what the man said before we go into show topics and shit like that, I gotta say. Shouts out to Cardi's Barbecue. You really need to go and get some barbecue. Just playing good. No cat. Yeah. Alright, so. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. It's been a lot to talk about. Yeah, you know. Uh, we're gonna firstly apologize. We did not mean to abandon you guys, but sports came back, and we got lost in watching the sports, and we forgot that we had a responsibility to talk about the shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just like, it's been busy. Baseball, basketball, it's like wrestling. wrestling. It's like, right. goddamn, everything every night. It's like, when we gonna do this motherfucker? We supposed to do this bitch last night. But I got caught up in something last night. I forgot what I was watching last night that I got caught up in. I think we just got caught up in the moment. Yeah. That's what really I think what happened. We just got caught up in the moment, which happens, unfortunately. For the first time in a long time here on the Undisputed Sports Broadcast, we are going to bring you not just wrestling news, not just, you know, like what's about to happen with sports type of news as far as NFL, MLB, and NBA. We're going to actually get to talk about freaking sports that are actually freaking happening. You know? Much like what Kamikaze said, we're going to give you the up-to-date what's going on. And a lot of your favorite different conferences, sporting events, wrestling events. Of course, we're going to throw a bomb in there, of course. You know, we got one of those TikTok, TikTok wicks lists. But, of course, since, you know, it's fresh and on everybody's mind and everybody's loving the whole bubble aspect of it and all that, we're going to kick it off with some NBA talk, you know? We're calling this the NBA bubble situation. And before we get into this conversation, Kamikaze, I've been waiting for this all night long. 
as a guy that's come into this, you know, scenario, podcast scenario and everything, you've done so well, you've, you've upgraded yourself, you know, almost feel like you're in the driver's seat and I'm just in the passenger seat. I got something special for this occasion, Kamikaze. I got you a gift and I wanted you to present this on the show Right before we get to our NBA topic, man. So here See, you go. See, why the hell did we not fucking so here you try go. this on video? So here you go. You got yourself <laughs> now your your first ever on-air gift. Compliments of wish, of course. Even, I can't even open this shit. <laughs> well, stab it or something. I don't the care. Fuck they put this in some fucking... What's that? The drink. Oh, okay. So what you're looking at, ladies and gentlemen, and what I hope to have uh, Kamikaze explain here, is he's just received a Kobe Bryant championship Laker ring. Oh, shit! So I hope that one of his damn fingers fits it. Otherwise, he's going to be wearing on a chain or something because his big fucking fingers. Nah, my my fingers ain't going to fit this. But you know me, like, this is special occasions. This is... When they, when we allowed to go to a Lakers game? Well, you know, I figured, you know, since I I have rep right. I rep my Boston so, ring, you know, I gotta get my boy his Kobe Bryant Laker ring. So this thing, it says Lakers with a uh, I don't know what the uh, NBA trophy is actually called, unfortunately. The O'Brien Trophy. The Larry O'Brien Trophy. Yep, you're absolutely right. Okay. Damn, how did I know that as soon as you said O'Brien? So, but it's, it has the Larry O'Brien trophy on it, and it has Lakers across it, and then it has five stones to represent Kobe's five championship. Yeah. And then above above it, it has Kobe, and then at the bottom, it has Bryant. That's dope. That's awesome. I didn't even know this was coming. This is a surprise. It got eight on one side. I'm sure it got 24 on the other side. And it says Black Mamba. I think oh, I this think this is the his actual a replica of his actual last championship. Absolutely. Ring. So it's 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 almost like we're having a bromance here. That's crazy, dog. Yeah. Oh man, no problem. I'm glad I'm glad to see you have one now. You know now I can represent my Boston yeah. Red Sox. So whenever we go, you know, do our fancy. video shit. I'm whenever, gonna go ahead and put that on front and center so y'all can see that. Whenever out there we, whenever way. we have to suit up. Yeah. So once again, like Kamikaze was mentioned here at the USB, the Undisputed Sports Broadcast, we're gonna talk about the NBA bubble situation, what's going on, how we've had up to this point, Kamikaze, zero positives within the bubble, which if you're the NBA is the most. I mean, at this point, which is gonna make. Later on, it's Kamikaze Boom. So crazy. Because it's like, why can this organization do it? And that can't. Uh, but, we'll, so, we'll talk congratulations, about that. NBA, on the, the well, from the la- from when I first heard it, it was the last two rounds of testing out of all of the players tested and all of the coaches tested and all of the media people there. Everybody tested. Everybody there. That's Everybody's in the, the bubble. bubble. Absolutely. You know, there were zero positive tests. Congrats to the NBA for finding a way to contain everyone and keep that virus away from everyone. That's a big congratulations because they got guys in the bubble right now that have tested positive previously. 
and nobody else is testing positive. So that's but, incredible work. But they've done their their part. They they found a, a place that, that that they knew they would be able to contain the problem, and now, they've done that. And it might, like you said, hats off. If you're Adam Silver right now, you're probably the best commissioner in the league right now because uh, Manfred. At this point in baseball, he's definitely the one I have the most respect for right now, and and he vetoed a fucking trade that cost Chris Paul a championship. So <laughs> yeah. wait, that's strike. That's not really one get for him. That's really one against yeah, him. Yeah, that's there, one against him. That's what I'm saying. He did something like that. You feel me? Chris Paul, my favorite player in the league. So it's like I. I so it, uh-huh. it is what it is, though. But. but Adam Silver, yeah, heads up to you, heads up to the uh, National Basketball Association, heads up for the players for, you know, allowing that commissioner to put them in a situation that's going to keep them safe, you know. Challenge accepted. Um, Right what Kamikaze was saying, it's just it just seems like this season has rolled in as, as best case scenario as you can really ask for, uh, for be a restart after a pandemic, like, pandemic like this, Com guys like we've never seen to roll into a season, and it's really just—I don't want to use the P word because I don't want to jinx anybody, but it's really just going off without a hitch. And I'm really you lucky. Wanted to say perfect. Yeah, I wanted to say that. You can say perfect. You just no, never no. say never, but you can say perfect. No, no, I, I say that, and all of a sudden, you know, basketball goes on this this terrific, terrible. Hiatus and it's just and then all of a sudden no, it's try again. Basketball ain't what I'm worried about right now. But let me uh kick off the actual bubble talk and not the congratulations to basketball and Adam Silver for keeping these players safe. Gotcha. But let's kick it off with I'm gonna mention something that has nothing to do with my team. Alright. But I've been saying that this player is underrated, he's a star. And people look at me like I'm crazy. People call me stupid on Twitter. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. The fe- Devin Booker and his Phoenix Suns opened open in the bubble 3-0. and uh, I believe they just knocked off the Clippers. The they night. just knocked off the Clippers. And Devin Booker had, what, 30-something points that, that, that night? And he hit the game winning three at the end of the game. This kid is a star. If they put another star on that team, they will really be fucking playmakers. But they really lucked out recently when they had the number of them pick and went for a center from Arizona State. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. And I'm seeing this kid and he looks scared to me. Kamikaze. He does He's not small. look like He's little. He does not look like he wants to defend the basket. He's getting he, better though. At as far as, uh, on the scoring end of it, I'm watching it, Kamikaze. I'm not seeing better on the scoring end of it. He's getting better. The scoring the defensive end, end of it like, was the selling point from the draft for me. But I agree, the Suns look great. Three and zero in the bubble. I no, feel like but Devin, this isn't about the Suns completely for me. This okay. is about Devin Booker. You know, because it's like you said, the Suns went after this guy DeAndre Ayton, and he's not actually playing the role that they got him for. Yeah, he's helping with scoring, but he's not playing the big man. No, he is not. The Rudy Gobert, the Anthony Davis. He does yeah, not get that shit bill. out Absolutely of here. And, you know, Devin Booker with literally almost no talent around him is like leading this team, you know, so and d- winning big games against 
contenders, you know. So <coughs> give this guy a star next to him. Like, say if the Suns would have got Anthony Davis instead of the Lakers. Bro, we'd be talking about the Suns as the number one seed or at least in contention for it in the West. I feel like this is a, a perfect scenario where you have a guy that's athletic and Booker where he needs a guy that he can kind of uh, screen off of, you know, have that his his game work off that. And I feel and like he's got to make a decision, Kamikaze. another good guard because it's not going to work. No, he's got to control the ball. Him. What you need to give him is a big man who can do what Anthony Davis can do. Yes, score. You know, score. Play defense, screen and pick, offense, and screen and pick and roll. Right, I know? pick and pick and roll for him for Devin Booker situation. I would get somebody if he was like some, you. Didn't give him a Draymond Green, at he, least a Draymond Green would at be least. nice. At least, but if you don't give him an Anthony Davis. You need to at least give him a Draymond. But Green. this is not Devin Booker's first season or his second season. Oh, I know. He's been in this organization for a long time, and unless he's a fan of Phoenix, he's, he needs he's a consider- already on a max contract. He's been around for a minute. So he needs to realize once he's done with his contract, if he's still at this ability, he might want to leave the Phoenix Suns organization. He shouldn't have took, accepted that contract. And, and I'll tell you. Phoenix has always proven that one thing's for sure, two things for certain. Yeah, they can they can draft a good player. Like, they can identify talent, right. but they cannot draw in a big free agent star. And by the time they give their actual star that they already had a free, some help, it's already too late. That's not a well-rounded organization. And I, and I, I love uh, uh, Alvin Gentry as a coach, but when he was the coach of the Phoenix Suns, like they weren't going nowhere because all he had was Steve Nash. Um, back to what you were saying, Kamikaze, as far as uh, um, Booker. Uh, I look at organizations like the Knicks that would have a lot of money for a guy like Booker that could spend a lot of money for a guy like Booker. I feel like he would fit in that organization great. He's a big talker on the court. He rubs a guy a lot of guys in the morning. He, he, to me, screams New York if the Phoenix Suns don't work out something. Because you're right. He's a talented kid. He needs some big man talent around him. He needs another shooter over there. I feel like the Phoenix Suns is not going... In the direction they really want them very fast. If you can fast. get somebody that's a facilitator that can create for Booker, then you can go without a shooter because he can do the scoring. But wait, wait, that's wait, not the issue. But we still run into the problem here, where DeAndre Aiden is not the big man they need. This is the West oh, Kamikaze. Yeah, no, you've got to go saying, through the Rudy I'm, Gobert's. I'm saying you've the same go thing through. you're saying, but you also said that they needed another scorer. I'm saying if you get him at least another facilitator, uh-huh. then you can go without getting, giving him a score because the score is harder to find. Well, no, not in this NBA. A facilitator is actually harder to find. But if you give him Lonzo Ball, yeah. you feel me? A point guard that's going to create shots for him and play defense. I agree. Bro, imagine what this team could do. I agree. You know, like, I agree. That's like, I think he needs more of that. Then, like, if you give him a Clay Thompson or a Steph Curry, well, you don't want nobody taking taking shots from him. What you want somebody is creating more shots for him, because he can put up eighty any night. I'm telling you, this kid can put up eighty if he wants. And he's to. a strong kid. He's not. He's not scared of the contact. He has right. a great shot. 
I just I just don't see him there very long, Kamikaze. I see a, a very, you know, where it's to the point where he's going to be one of those guys that demands to leave a team. Yeah. And for, for unfortunately, Phoenix Suns, I don't know if they can get much from New York or any other team that they would want to consider for Booker because you get rid of him, you may not have a transitional star for a while. Right. You know, you're going to have to find, wait for one in the draft and wait till you're in position to grab one in the draft. And it's not always a situation where if you get the right guys, am I in position to get the right guy? You know, and, and, and let, you're not always going to be in that position, you know. And and you've got to almost stack these teams from the Look draft how lucky and New Orleans had to get to get Zion. Well, they had to be lucky that we wanted Anthony Davis so much that we was going to get him extra picks the way they can get him. Well, Anthony Davis, Davis to me is the future, so. Oh, I'm good. I'm Anthony good. Davis is the I'm future. He's cash money. But yeah. All right, so before we actually go into our favorite team and what our favorite team just recently did in the bubble, I want to mention another player's uh, accomplishment. All right. You know, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Just went off. Terrible fade haircut, but... Great score. A, I thought they had a barbershop in the bubble. Why all these motherfuckers look so rough on the court? Speaking well, of terrible things. I would just figure, you know, when your boy Christoph Porzingis looks as fly as he did with his haircut, I figured he'd throw his boy a bone and, and try to point, pinpoint to him <laughs> which barber was the better barber to sit at. <laughs> right. but, but obviously... You know, they went at the same time, Kamikaze, and he got the dope barber, and the other guy got, like, the trainee, like, man... Dad. You know, like, oh, man, I went too high in your fade. Oh, it'll be all right. Maybe I should not have brought up Luka Doncic because this was supposed to be a celebration of his triple-double. <laughs> no, no. just turned this into a shit fest about his haircut. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I want to say this is I'm Dallas sorry, Mavericks. Luka. I didn't mean for that to happen. <laughs> um... I just wanted to make sure that we we you, we did go in your direction, Kamikaze, and did mention that this Mavericks team in the next year or two is really going to be one of those teams you're going to look at in the West and say, I've got to go through Dallas. It's just great because, yeah, we've talked about the Mavericks on they've podcast, got the great so They've I... got the coaching. They're getting the stars around. I don't think Tim Hardaway Jr. is your guy, is your third scoring option on that team, but... I I'd like to see another score maybe through the draft. The same thing about Kuzma. What? Well, but but has he lived up to it? Oh, Tim Hardaway Jr. on that on that Dallas Mavericks team. I saw him take one of the last shots on on during the game. Uh, I believe it was versus the Jazz. And one of those and and to me the averages aren't what they're paying this kid for. I think they got him through the New York deal as part of acquiring Porzingis yeah. because they end up paying him too much, and I feel like we got we've got it. Mark Cuban and that organization has done a great job as far as scouting European players. I feel like they've done very well. Obviously, they jumped on the idea of having two young European players. Speaking of Mark Cuban, don't you just love Mark Cuban? I have nothing but I have nothing. I wish I had an organization that was run by Mark Cuban, but I've got I a great organization that's run by the Bus family. I wish I worked for Mark Cuban. I wish I Mark did too. Cuban is not only a well-respected businessman, but he's a man of high integrity. He believes in doing what's right. He's very charitable, and he he tend to always make the right decision. You know. Not to mention took care of all. I think he he 
paid or paid the salary for of, of all his Dairy Queen workers. Incredible. And he's one of the driving forces of the NBA's, you know, allowing these players to stand up for what they believe in and like I think he's the perfect kind of owner. Yeah. You see him in the crowd, he's there rooting on his team every night almost, and he never really gets in the way when it comes to coaching. Right. He might interact with a player, but he will not pull a Jerry Jones on you. He's merely the owner. He 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 Jerry obviously Jones. Jerry Jones I I wouldn't be glad when the day comes that Jerry Jones fire himself as the fucking GM Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> uh, I mean, Jerry Jones, I, I I feel like this curse of Jerry Jones is why the, the Cowboys don't really have a, a Super Bowl since uh, 1995, and, and it's, it's Jerry Jones. He's gotten in the way. He's chased off great coaches. He's chased – he loves his players. He loves his players. Yeah. But he he's too much in the day to day. I respect about Jerry, but he, he, he's too he, much in the day to day. And he loves his players so much that he needs to remove himself from the business side of things because he lets his emotions take over majority of the time. Holler at Pat McAfee now on NXT uh, this Wednesday night. Of course, shout out to Pat. Yeah, that's my guy. I love Pat McAfee. Glad he's always involved in in WWE. Um, Pat, uh, Adam, I'm just going to say, stay away from the Undisputed Era. Stop bothering Adam Cole, because I do not want to see you peeled off the ground. I'm glad you just got married. Congratulations on the nuptials. But I don't think she's going to love you very much if Adam Cole has to paint your face black and blue. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, once again, we were talking. Uh, once again, you're listening to the USB, you know, undisputed yeah, we sports got broadcast. From basketball situ- bubble situation to Luka Doncic to de- uh, freaking Jerry Jones to Fat McAfee. Um, think one thing to remember that we are coming to the conclusion now of this eight game series before heading into the playoffs. You noted the other day that playoffs start August seventeenth. Fo- August seventeenth. I mean, we're all excited. Obviously, if you're if you are now that now we can talk about our Lakers team, Kamikaze. Right. Lakers are in the playoffs as the number one seed in the West. Well, 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 that was the last thing I had to mention about the NBA bubble situations. But okay, yes. go, ahead. go ahead. So, off the Luka Doncic triple double, um, the Lakers hmm. did something very special. They did what pundits early in the season said we weren't gonna do. First of all, we won 50 games. Second of all, number one seed in the West, baby. Challenge accepted. Biatch. Everybody said we couldn't do it. Here's your fucking receipt. Lakers won 50 games. I was told it wasn't going to happen. Lakers, number one seed in the West. I was told it wasn't going to happen. You can go scroll down my Twitter account. You can go see. Well, I said both of those things were going to fucking happen. Somebody responded. It wasn't gonna happen. Receipts, motherfucker. Receipts. Lake show, bitch. Uh, once again, he is correct. Uh, there were a lot of doubters, Kamikaze, going into the season about how good this team would be with 
Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, everybody's been playing better. Caldwell Pope's playing better. Uh, Dwight Howard's having a hell of a game, hell of a season so far. Willie, Willie McGee's producing. Uh, everybody is playing their role. I'm wearing my Alex Caruso headband as we speak, Kamikaze. And oh, it, that's it, the AC van? Well, it, it's, you know, I, I'm on a poor man's budget, Kamikaze, so I have to wear the, the all-white, no NBA logo on my headband. But, yes, I am rocking to those of us that aren't included in our video podcast just yet. I am wearing a white headband uh, a, a, a cup equipped with... My yellow Laker socks, my yellow Laker uh, shorts, and my Kobe Bryant uh, gray thermal on top. Yes, I rep my colors when my team is on, of course, Kamikaze. So, but he repping the Alex Caruso, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm one of those guys. For some reason, Kamikaze, and I'm not racial by any means, I, I find the white guy on the team, and that's my guy. After the after all the all after all the um you know the 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 highlight guys the LeBrons the Anthony Davis the Carusos yeah Alex Caruso is my guy and it's probably because he is I think he is the only white guy on the team if you look at it maybe case closed he was my guy he was my guy first no no that's fine that. <coughs> um once again Cruz is my number one guy but Caruso was my guy towards the end of the last season. Now you got a ring to prove it. No, cool. I said Kuzma was my guy at first, but then Caruso became the guy at the end of the last season. Kobe is just a legend. You know, I was never really a huge Kobe fan, but, you know, I always respected, you know, what Kobe did. Kobe. I haven't, like... A lot of time, and a lot of my hate for Kobe had nothing to do with Kobe. It was just my dad's favorite player, and I despised my dad. That's what took me so long to come home to the Lakers, because I was like a, a, I was rebelling. That's what took me so long to appreciate Kobe, because I was rebelling. Yeah. But, no, you know, I hear you. It is what it is. It is what it is. Now I understand, though, and I appreciate this. I appreciate Kobe's legacy. I appreciate the fact that basketball is back. I appreciate the fact that the Lakers are the number one seed in the West. Come at us, bitch! And I appreciate that this segment is over. So now we can talk about how baseball can't get it right. Uh, Once again, you're listening to the USB. We are brought to you by Carter's Barbecue. Carter's Barbecue, 709 East Canal Street in Mulberry, Florida. Just plain good. Whole slab rib dinners for less than $25. Try any of their family's specials or barbecue dinners. Carter Barbecue, just plain good. Oh, um, technical difficulties. We are back. We're going to drop this promo. Carter's Barbecue, 709 East Canal Street, Mulberry, Florida. Just plain good. Whole slab rib dinners for under $25. Try any one of their family specials or barbecue dinners, southern dinners, fried seafood dinners. That's Carter's Barbecue, 709 East Canal Street, Mulberry, Florida. Just plain good. 863-425-1983. That's 863-425-1983. Carter's Barbecue. Just plain good. Okay. So, 
I think we were going to dive into basketball before our little technical difficulties. All right. But before we dive into basketball, we got to talk about what we just saw. All right. So we are in the midst of recording this, and we're watching NXT Kamikaze. Tell the folks what you just witnessed. I just witnessed Pat McAfee sign his death certificate. Say what? Say what? Yes, sir. Pat McAfee, who we all know have been in this ongoing rivalry with Adam Cole, the, you know, unspoken leader of the Undisputed Era. Uh, we just watched a confrontation between Adam Cole and Pat McAfee during a tag team championship match that the Undisputed Era was involved in. Uh, because of said confrontation, the Undisputed Era lost the match. And then after the match... Pat McAfee and Adam Cole got into it, and Pat McAfee started to walk away, then came back and called Adam Cole a little bitch. Our TV glitched a little bit, and Adam Cole was on the floor. Pat McAfee was being backed away and pushed away by Triple H. H. So, yeah. Um, Pat McAfee laid the smackdown. First of all, Pat McAfee, early on in the show, I warned you. Sorry I didn't post this quick enough before you... You know, signed your death certificate. Mission Secondly, failed. NXT, job well done. Incredible work. That was very entertaining. Because uh, Pat McAfee's not a small dude. No, he's not. And he's, he, he would be a very believable character if he's, he ever got into the ring. But it's just incredible how, like, I come in and I see that and, like, I'm just glued to the TV. Like, I wasn't... And that's the but, end of the show. You know, right. <laughs> and that's it, the end like, of the show. Like, and it always does that, you know. It's like, how can I watch AEW when NXT does that to me? Next week I have to watch NXT. And and that's the thing, and they've always done so well with that. And that's what keeps you, like you said, Comic-Con coming back. Right. Is the storylines, the phenomenal wrestlers they have at NXT product. And, yeah, I mean, they just keep bringing you back, Kamikaze. What can I say? And I hope they give you fans out there something to come back to, too. Because, I mean, these guys these guys are the the product that gets developed into the big show. And now they have their own show. And it's just so amazing to watch these guys wrestle and put on a show together. It really is something. Creme de la creme. Creme yeah, de la creme. So, we got to... I just wanted to talk about that because that was pretty good. And it was no, you're fine. And but that's I don't want to you know bring up the wrestling too much wrestling stuff right now because that's later on in the show. Absolutely. So let's get on to baseball. Baseball. Um, in baseball, we had a situation where the Miami Marlins had an outbreak, and I believe the Philadelphia Phillies. Because of um, them playing games, yes, they unfortunately. <laughs> Um, there has been a, a massive outbreak within the Marlins organization. We're talking about, you know, 16 players, trainers, um, coaches, coaches, and it goes to show you what kind of laid back system the baseball's always had and remains to this day still has. I mean, there, there, there should be no, we've talked about this on several uh, podcasts, uh, Kamikaze, and the fans know it as well, too, is that baseball should be the one product that should hold up to <laughs> this COVID. It should be the easiest sport to keep COVID away. I mean, we've seen the product go so well over with the Koreans. 
and the baseball product, and now they're bringing back. They've already started bringing Bring back, back fans. fans. They've slowly came, let them trickle in Kamikaze, and it's so sad that the baseball as an organization didn't pick up on this and didn't create their own bubble. And for some reason, their bubbles burst. And 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 Manfred's on the line here for keeping this um, season going. And, I, and I'm telling you, Kamikaze, he he's 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 facing the devil because I don't really think he's got a hell of a chance in figuring this out. I really don't. He's already said that if teams can't contain this virus and keep it keep the positive test down, then the season was gonna end. Uh, and I I have no faith in the MLB getting through these sixty games and the playoffs. You know, even it, to expand the playoffs probably was a mistake at this point. Absolutely. You know, and I think at that point he was getting greedy. Yeah, and so I just don't see a situation where we finish the baseball season, and I'm worried because I believe that the success of the NBA is because of the bubble situation. You know, well performed. Great idea. We commended Adam Silver early on the show. I'm not gonna get back into that, but I think that's why. And I'm thinking about the NFL coming up. Absolutely. Because, like you said, in baseball, it's easier. It should have been easier to keep the coronavirus absolutely from breaking out. In should have been the system. easiest project scenario the we NFL have. The NFL is probably the hardest. To keep it from because you have so many players, you have literally twenty-two players on the field at one time. That all you feel me has to be pretty much close together. You know, it's hard to be on the field in football and remain six feet apart. You can't really do that. You can't absolutely you know? your offensive so line, your defensive hard. line, you know? your quarterbacks. I mean, literally, it, it can't be done. So how can? NFL find figure out a situation, figure out a way to keep the coronavirus numbers down. You know when baseball can't even do it without a bubble situation. I'd be hard pressed, Kamikaze, not to mention the fact that they've even almost allowed an organization not to have a predominant site, and that is in the Toronto Blue Jays getting denied by their entire country because of this COVID. Um, thing yeah. going on here. Canada yeah. don't like don't ain't allowing no Americans in right now. So they, you definitely can't travel back and forth to, from America to Canada. They they obviously settled on Buffalo as their city, but I mean, this commissioner at this point, I'm not really liking a longer tenure, a long tenure for him because. I'm seeing this COVID thing. I'm definitely seeing this Toronto thing, and if I'm Toronto. If I'm the Blue Jays organization, I'm looking at Toronto and thinking, you know, not to be upset about their decision, but maybe looking at them and saying, hey, maybe they don't they don't need a team anymore because of it. Because, you know, you you get into this partnership with, with MLB and then you don't... Well, maybe it's time to disqualify teams. If you can't keep COVID away from your organization, you're disqualified. Because the rest of the league should not have to suffer because teams can't get it right. Well, you know, it, it it's it's it drives me crazy, Kamikaze, because it, it just seems that it, it's such a simple plan and the plan had already been in place. 
And that's the part I'm just not getting here. I'm not getting it at all. It's like the Koreans did it so well. They they controlled it and and they made sure everything was, you know, following the rules and step by step and we're, we're gonna we're gonna wait we're gonna wait it out and see how it works out. And now all of a sudden And now all of a sudden we <laughs> aren't sure if we can even complete a season going into next season we don't even know where we're going to get then and I mean you sprinkle in like you said a little NFL you sprinkle a little NFL in there then and now they're going into their season and their mini caps are going to start opening up and we'll talk about that a little later and now they're seriously considering what are their options right. what are their protocols right. so here is this week's get it get it get it get it tuned up for me, brother. I need this drop. It's the bomb drop. Okay. Here is this week's Kamikaze bomb. I need you to state MLB's commissioner's name after you explode. Rob Manfred. You have been convicted. Of being the stupidest commissioner in charge of any sport around the world today. There is no reason that the NBA can have guys literally inches away from each other on the floor. And there's no, I'm watching basketball right now, so tell me it doesn't happen. You know, inches away from each other on the floor. And nobody's breaking out with coronavirus. And these guys aren't even wearing masks. These guys aren't wearing masks. They have freaking other players that aren't playing. They have, a, a, you know, like a gymnasium with people in it. It's not the the, the, the normal amount of people, but people are pretty close together on, on, on here. You know, and nobody's testing positive. So there's a way. You don't, you shouldn't need to be in a bubble to keep this down. You know what you need to do. You know the responsibility. And if it's the players, then it's your responsibility to make sure they're following directions. So, this week's Kamikaze Bomb is for Commissioner of Baseball and baseball as a whole. You guys need to get, get this together because you owe it to the fans. To, as the easiest sport to contain this shit, to figure out a way to contain this shit, so we can fi- so we can crown a World Series champion. Yes, I understand my Red Sox appear to be tanking. <laughs> I don't get what nobody say. Red Sox appear to be tanking. You feel me? We didn't trade a Mookie away and realized, oh shit, we need oh, to go no. and draft the play. But my Red Sox appear to be tanking. There's no reason that we should not crown a World Series champion. When we will more than likely crown an NBA champion. And I'm pretty sure, as much as I hate Roger to get down, he'll figure out a way to make sure the NFL crowns a Super Bowl champion. Because it will be Baltimore. But this isn't about This is about baseball and their commissioner. Say his name. Rob Manfred. Get it together. And you have just been bombed. 
Kamikaze bombed. Once again, our bombs are brought to you by Carter's Barbecue. Once again, just plain good. Thank you for that. You know thank why? You, thank you for that. You know why I brought bomb the bomb to you, Black Carter's Barbecue? Because Carter's Barbecue, that shit is the bomb. It's just plain good. Carter's Barbecue. What's that address? That address is. 709 East Canal Street, Mulberry, Florida. Whole slab ribs for under $25. Try any one of their family specials or barbecue dinners or southern dinners or fried seafood dinners. You know what you sound like right now? What's that? Zatarans! <laughs> that commercial. I love Zatarans. Yeah, that's God. Shit. I love that rice. Put a little, little smoked sausage in there, mm-hmm. slice it up, boil it up. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. My wife is the only reason my wife eats rice is when I make that. Oh, what? Did she actually like that? That's pretty, that's pretty dope. All okay. right. So, on to oh, the next had, one. Uh, the Marlins had, you said, four, 16? Uh, at this point, who knows? Because I, I, I had 14. Philly had 13. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. As an organization, absolutely. I just want to mention that. At first, this was just a separate topic. It didn't have nothing to do with the Kamikaze bomb. When I wrote this on paper and I read it back to myself, I was like, oh, whatever bomb I was going to drop, this trumps it because that's stupid. This feels to me like an organizational type of thing. You're not seeing those type of numbers in organizations that kind of have their act together. You're not seeing these in Chicago's or the New York's (laughs) or the Boston's. Or the Los Angeles. the way that our organization is handling it. Or the Texas. You know, these are all hotbeds, and it seems like the organizations that are a little lackadaisical, that are a little more team-friendly, so to speak, are the ones that are getting hitched, and it's their own fault, Kamikaze. Great bomb, by the way. Great bomb. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Once again, you're listening to the USB, the Undisputed Sports Broadcast. And I didn't do this at the time of the show, but if you need to holler at Kamikaze, you can holler at me at DreKamikaze underscore USB on Twitter. Or Patwick underscore USB on Twitter as well. Yes, sir. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, yeah, all them shits. You know, uh, all them podcast platforms. And yeah. once again, we will forewarn you that we will be going to video soon. We are going to add video soon because we're still going to provide an audio format to the show. Well, I thought that was the easiest part. Like, once you have the video, you have the audio. So right, it's like... so we're still going to... That's why you said we're going to video like there's going to be no more audio. So we're going to add video. Yeah, yeah you know, you're right. One of you're our right. good friends, you know, and the plug, you know, got us a, 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 a you know, a, what's that thing called? That you, you know, put it, the camera on. Oh, a tripod. Yes. Thank you. So, got us one of those. It's a real fancy one. It was a great birthday gift for Pat Wick, but, you know, it's kind of a gift for me, too, because it goes to the show, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shout out my guy. I don't really want to say his name on here, because I just told y'all he was the plug, so. <laughs> he knows just, who he is. Why don't, we just call him, why don't we just call him Hans? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we you call know, him Hans? You know what's up when I say World Trade Center. World Trade Center, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, once again, we are going into a lot of different 
seasons. We've started off with basketball, beginning of the show. No, we've let's dropped, just shoot them straight. Let's shoot them straight. We knocked out the basketball. We knocked out the baseball. Now it's time to dive into my favorite sport. Because recently, NFL training camps has opened. Yeah, there. My Baltimore Ravens are in camp. Big trust. Woo woo. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in camp. Tom Tom Brady. Tom Bay has begun. Tampa Bay is beginning. We've heard very much positive things coming out of camp, especially when the word comes to uh, intensity. I like that word being used in camp. Intensity in camp is one of those things that we like to see, obviously, because we need that. We need a grown-up in there that's going to whip these young bucks into shape and tell them, you know, put your ass, put your head down, bring your lunchbox into work, and I'm sorry, Kamikaze, it's time to kick some ass. Go to work. So, but you can understand, you, you should already know that the intensity was going to be brought this year when these guys are coming to work for Tom Brady or with Tom Brady instead of with James Winston. I, I made this analogy before. I think we talked about this, you know. Um, that's like, um, so we got some guys that are at our work, you know, because, yes, we are hardworking blue-collar boys, you know. And you got to make the money do, somehow. You know, have nine-to-fives, and we do work at the same job. So, we got guys that, you know, we will go to work with and we find out we're working with them. We bust our ass for them. But we also have those guys that don't work as hard as we do. And you know, when you work with this guy, if you do bust your ass, you're literally going to be doing your job, his job, and whatever freaking, you know, other thing you run into, you know, by yourself pretty much. So, you work a little less harder. Absolutely. So, the intensity should be... Increased because you're not coming to work with the prime meridian and Mr. 30 for 30. Right. You're coming to work with the GOAT. Absolutely. Tom Brady. Going for the GOAT. Yeah, and now I can put Tom Brady on the pedestal he deserves to be on because he ain't stopping me from getting to the Super Bowl. No, (laughs) no, no, we're going to see you there in Raymond James this year. You know, Tampa Bay is a second home for Baltimore. I always say that. If if Tampa Bay is going to be in the Super Bowl, we'll see them there. Absolutely. But, um... You know, Kamikaze, we, 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 we'd be hence to mention that the fact that there was some speculation on protocols on when when players were coming back into camps. Right. And, and as far as the um, estimated time frame when players had to commit or to stay home for the season, is that also correct? And there was a player from the Patriots that kind of threw out how he felt in the situation as far as, you know, he didn't agree to a timeline to where he felt like he needed to do what's best for not just the league, but for obviously his family and his people that he cares about. And I don't disagree with that, Kamikaze. At the end of the day, this is just a job. You know, it is treated like a business. If players don't feel like they need to play this year because of health injuries because god forbid they already have enough to worry about with concussions and injuries that occur while on the football field so i totally understand 
You know, you're not necessarily, and not to mention, as a football player, when it comes to respiratory problems, um, I get it. So we we would we have to include this as far as when the training camps are opening, how they're going to open. A lot of the right questions are being asked. We do have some players that opted out. Now I don't want to run through the entire list. Just give me, just give of me players that opted out. Just give but me a few. I just want to talk about a couple of notable names and what and and I'll tell you why they stand out to me. Um, the Jets middle linebacker C.J. Mosley, obviously a former Raven. That the Jets signed last year, and he only ended up playing in two games for them. Now, in that first game, he had a pick six. Okay. You feel me? He showed you what he can do. But the Jets invested a lot of money. They actually reset not, the. It's not a surprise. They reset the linebacker market for CJ Marcus, CJ Mosley, because that I understand. The Ravens weren't willing to pay him what the Jets offered him. We lost him. All right. You know. And that's the reason why we drafted two inside linebackers this year in the draft, because we had nobody. But now, the guy that the Jets took from us and overpaid, that's to say overpaid, he's a great player, but he wasn't worth what he got paid, has only played two games for him. It's going to be another season that's going to go by without him playing a season because he opted out. And that's going to be two games in two four seasons that the Jets got out of C.J. Mosley. And... This looks like a great non-pay for the Ravens. Great player isn't producing anything right now for for, for the team. That once a, once again, the Ravens seem to make the the right, the right decision every time. That's why I love that organization. Yeah. I also want to mention yeah. uh, Philadelphia's new wide new acquisition at wide receiver. He was acquired in this year's free agencies. Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin. Goodwin is a fairly good. Slot. He's a good slot receiver, fairly good outside receiver. But he, he 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 was brought in to improve a group that was led by Greg Ward, a former quarterback last year. You know, um, I believe uh, they still have Deshaun Jackson, so they should be good. He got injured towards the end of the last year after they traded for him. Right. But Marquise Goodwin was supposed to in, in, improve that receiver group for. Uh, Carson Wentz, who's looking pretty overpaid right now. Absolutely. Um, Got to as far as acquisitions, got to remind people that we've acquired LaShawn McCoy to our running back stable. Great great job. We were we were interested in what the Bucks were going to do at that at that position. Needed a a veteran. Needed a veteran, and he he hasn't really lost too many steps just yet. He's still a very productive leader. He's reminding me of Frank Gore a little bit, just with more speed. You know, and then it seems like the entire New England Patriots freaking team has freaking opted out. But I'm gonna tell you about some. We don't have Patriots. any more space on the Bucks. I'm just letting you know <laughs> we don't have any more space on but the Bucks. I will tell you about some important names. Tom's house is packed. That have opted out from the New New England Patriots, but I won't tell you about the entire team. Patrick All right, Chung safety. Has uh, retired. This is the guy that almost ran into me on the field when he Patrick was Chung. tackling or attempting to tackle Torrey Smith the year we won the Super Bowl when I was a uh, security guard. Could have got paid, buddy. Yeah, if could've, I got hit, could have got but paid. I wouldn't. Well, it would have been the Patriots. I would. I would have been in a lawsuit with, right? Not the Ravens. 
You tell me who who was gonna hit you, Patrick Chung, Patrick right? Chung was gonna so hit he's a Patriot. Yeah. So yeah, you would have been. I would sued the shit out of the Patriots. Then. Oh yeah. I wasn't gonna sue my team, but I'd have sued the shit out of the Patriots. Well, you wouldn't had to because no one would have no one would have hit your ass before then. <laughs> right. And then you got uh one of their greatest defensive players, Dante Hightower. Ooh yes, Dante Hightower was a problem. You're gonna see. I feel a big decline in their defense this year oh, without yes, him sir. being being in there. You know there. I love to hear that. So, once again, it just proves the fact that I did pick the Bills to win this division. Oh, yeah, and too. I'm holding tight. And then after that, I'm going to see that 10-year contract come to Josh Allen. Just like I said he would. Yes! 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 I am a firm believer in Josh Allen. He will take another step forward. I want to talk about a death piece at running back. The guy that they use in the LeGarrette Blount rule. Okay. And, and Brandon Bolding. Bolden uh, opting out. Also, a guy that I don't even actually have written down, Matthew Slater. Matthew Slater. Their special teams ace has also opted out. So, what is Bill Belichick going to do? Now, he's the greatest coach of all time. We always give him the benefit of the doubt and say that Bill Belichick is going to find a way to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Well, he's gonna... usually he's doing it with at least some star players. It's dog. When I was scrolling through the list of players that opted out, it was like, bro, how are they going to be able to fill the team? They're, they are going to become Pac-Man this year, Kamikaze, and they're going to eat up as much clock as they can on the ground with Cam and that running game with that offensive line. Their best defense is a slow, time-consuming offense, Kamikaze. That's the only way I see the Patriots... Not to mention, just like what you said, they're going to make chicken shit into what again? Chicken salad. Chicken salad. I, what I'll probably see here is they'll probably take some practice squad guys and make them some type of stars, and they'll probably go 8-8. Eight and eight. Probably eight. go 8-8. Eight and eight. With the staff, they're not going to be good enough in the AFC to make the playoffs. I'm just saying. Um, I, well, I didn't pick them to, to make the playoffs. I, I picked the Bills to win the division. Yeah, but there's three wildcard teams you could... I know, I know. I know. I I'm not agree. Okay. I'm not. I'm I not. mean, besides training camps opening, us talking <clears throat> about you know players that opted out, you know us being excited, big trust. Whoop whoop. Ravens are in camp. Whoop whoop. You know, um, only other thing that's significant in the NFL right now is that AB finally the NFL gives us some clarity on AB situation. Mm-hmm. He's been suspended for eight games. Yes, he, he still has, has uh, legal issues that he's working through. But uh, the day before he was released, Lamar Jackson had no two days before Lamar Jackson had an uh, interview, mm-hmm. and he was mentioning how he would love to have Antonio Brown. And the next day, the coach was asked about it. Coach said the NFL don't hasn't told us what's going to happen with AB. A- and then that day after that, the NFL told us what's going to happen with AB. Is the NFL setting it up? For Antonio Brown to be a Raven? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean don't I mean not to mention he's he's going to a, a very friendly team that will probably pick him up and put him in the right perspective and, and really babysit him the way he probably needs to be babysitted. Good thing about Baltimore is Baltimore is like <clears throat> is more than just a locker room, more than just a team. It's a brotherhood. 
Yes, it Those is. Those guys love each other. You see how Mark Ingram get up on there, or any guy get up on there, and they put Lamar Jackson on a pedestal because all of the reporters were trying to tear him down. You know, and Lamar would just go out every week and prove him right. Prove him right. But this team loves each other. This team supports each other. Yeah, they battle within, within each other, but they keep it indoors. You know? So, you bring Antonio Brown into this locker room. I don't think he's going to be a disease in this locker room because I think that yeah. the way our locker room work, uh, operates is more infectious than whatever disease you want to consider Antonio Brown. And if you're a, a team, especially this year, acquiring A.B. after that. A guy a- that can come in with very little knowledge of the offense and still make plays. You can still have certain plays just for him. Let's where go. Where he's going to produce for a. you. A.B. to Baltimore. I'm back to have on a the bandwagon. You just convinced me, Pat Wick. You fresh A.B. by week nine. I mean, come on. Give me them fresh legs by week nine. I'm, I'm you. You convinced me. A B to Baltimore. I'm all. I'm all for it. Um, would be hard pressed to not include as well. Kamikaze Sean McVay becoming the second coach to be hit by uh, COVID. Okay, I'm not really. Get well, Sean McVay. Yeah, as I mean, person, for for guy as a coach. Well, I mean, don't be wrong. I saw the guy's clip on NFL Network the other day. Didn't seem like a very hard positive was test. Was it Sean McVay or was or, it no, Doug Peterson? No, Doug Peterson. I apologize. Okay, I'm like, Sean McVay is the Rams coach, right? <coughs> yeah. So, Doug, so Peter- Doug Peterson, not overrated. Not overrated. He but, but he seemed fine on NFL Network when I watched him. He is seems not not really have anything really wrong with him. He just tests positive for some reason. So, you know, get well, I guess. Yes. Sit out your fourteen week break. He's still gonna do his get Zoom well. meetings, like he says. He's Doug still gonna Peterson. run his practice like that. So, great job. But isn't that like yeah. the Eagles thing? <laughs> They're immune Can't to. Can't keep your quarterback on the field. Can't keep your coach coaching. Yeah, right. but some reason they're immune to diseases. What can I say? COVID, COVID, COVID. They're yeah, like, COVID? This COVID thing's my cough from last year. This is nothing. Philly. <laughs> Philly. All right. So, wrong birds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to talk shit about Philly. Uh, yeah, I do like I do like, uh, Doug Peterson. Yes, I call Sean McVay overrated. Yes, I do believe Sean McVay is overrated. I don't believe Doug Peterson is. He won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. You can't be overrated. Nah, no. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, you sure can't be with when you but, have a, when you have Nick Foles. Like we said, there's not really much to mention in football right now because it's not actually back. We just wanted to tell you guys that camp is back. Follow everything on NFL Network that you can. Yeah, we are not affiliated with NFL Network. I just said that because not you know, yet. That's what it is. Not yet. Yeah. NFL Network had to change a lot of their policy for me to sign a contract. Well, uh, not drug test me for marijuana. Come on, I'm not even player. Right, exactly. What are you doing drug testing me? Jeez. Right, exactly. But I, I I listened to some NFL podcasts and those guys hint at having to take drug tests. So, yeah. so since there's no more football talk to talk about, it's time for this week's. Wix list. Wix list. Now this Wix list kamikaze is so like the the sh- the show that's mostly sports related. This Wix list is completely sports unrelated. 
I liked it though. I mean, it's it, it's a great uh, a water um, cooler, you know, topic. You know, everybody has their own list. I picked Kamikaze pretty easy list. If you, it if took you, me literally like if 10 you have to a funny bone. And today's Wix list is your top five stand-up comedians or comedians. So, uh, once again, Wix list. And I hope that shit hurt. Um, Kamikaze, hit me off with your number five greatest stand-up comedians or comedians. Uh, my number five guy is a guy that a lot of other people will probably have higher on his list. Okay. And a lot of other people will not even put him on his list. Not necessarily. No. he's. A, when I tell you the, the guy, you're going to understand why. My number five guy. He's a funny guy. Number five guy. Very funny guy. I've uh, been watching him since Soul Plane. All right. Um, he has tremendous uh, stand-up Comedic prowess. Specials, I want to say. Okay. Call him. And, you know, he's led us into his personal life. He's made mistakes. He's apologized for me. Oh, I even know who you're talking about. And he's a mogul, you know, and he's doing doing things the right way. He's showing you how a black man should handle himself when he makes mistakes and how you can't let those mistakes end your career. And that, that guy is one of the funny guys in the world to me right now. That's Kevin Hart. Um, I wrote them down next to my top fives because I already knew where you're going with. Uh, couldn't couldn't disagree with you more, Kamikaze. Um, as far as or man, I'm sorry, couldn't agree with you more as far as all his accolades that you mentioned. Mogul, you know, apologizes when he does something wrong. Constantly uh, spits out stand up after stand up after stand up, and somehow balances. Uh, a workout regimen that I really haven't seen from a comedian in a long Bro, time. And like, dog, it's I'm so envious. It's like the reason why I want to get in a gym is probably because of Kevin Hart. Honestly, dude, I watch him. I watch this coldest balls little shit with him that he do where he talks to athletes in an ice cold tub, and I know I could never do that shit. What? Well, but I- the fact that this man, like, dog, he's cut. For a comedian, bro, like they could just well, I mean, just the let guy his works. Body I go. mean, the guy all just he do works is tell out. jokes. He could, he could yeah, just let but he cares go, about bro. his body. You and know, like, I, as as a as a African American, I'm sure that he deals with a lot of high blood pressure problems or things of that nature. And I mean, healthy is the way to be. I mean, you want a long life. Working right. out, it's not a bad idea. Right, right, right. So I have a lot of respect for the man, Kevin Hart. The work ethic of Kevin Hart. And Good number the five, guy's by re- the way. The, the guy is really funny. He's a guy who, like, I don't even have to be watching his stand-ups to see all the motions and, and, you know, hand gestures that he's doing and stuff he's doing with the mic and using props and stuff to get his jokes. I listen to him while I'm at work driving in between jobs and stuff, and I can picture him on stage acting out the stuff that he's telling the jokes about. Like, right. You know, even, like, I listened to his latest stand-up before I watched it. And, like, I could picture it, and then when I finally watched it, it was exactly the way he painted the picture in the freaking jokes. 
on the audio because I listened to it on Apple Music. And the, and so, the guy yeah. can make a hell of a movie, can he? Yeah, and he's funny as crap. Soul Plane was supposed to be the low-budget, corny movie, and it actually been a hit, and it was mostly because of the character that Kevin Hart played, and he made that movie what it was. Snoop Dogg was really great in it, too, but Kevin Hart was the show. Kevin Hart is number five. Um, I, I, I kind of was like, it was hard to put him here because there's two guys that I left off of my list that are in my honorable mention section that I feel like could be here. But, but it's Kevin a tough Hart, list. Kevin Hart gets the dub over me because I feel like he's more than just a comedian. I mean, it's a tough list. I mean, some guys, you know, you got to get leave off. Uh, leading into my number five, this guy, I think, was my comedian between the, the, the 2000 to 2010 era. Uh, very much was an error that I needed a good laugh every once in a while. And this guy seemed to also be type of a Kevin Hart type of character. Was in a lot of movies, made them funnier, uh, did some great stand-up work, and continuously spewed out... Uh, comedy specials during that period, and I'm talking about Cat Williams. Wow, Cat Williams is my number five. He he was a, a comedian. I like comedians with style, and I like media comedians that uh, don't let their statue, their stature, yeah. or what size or what they look like dictate, dictate to how they're going to be accepted and by the world. He wasn't afraid to just be him. Because, like, he, Cat Williams, the thing about Cat Williams, and Cat Williams didn't make my list, but it's funny that you put him as your five, because he's one of the two guys that I was talking about where I'm like, I'm kind of like, it was hard to put Kevin Hart here because I wanted to put Cat Williams or, or another guy here. I'm not going to say his name yet because right. I don't know if he's on your list. Right. You know, and you, I could say this later, you know. No, but absolutely. It was just, Cat Williams was one of them. And it's just like, yes... I love, like, the Cat Williams. I love the Money Mike character. And I love how that character from Friday translated to his specials. You know, and, like, Cat Williams was all around Crip. And, and, and the fact that he hung with gangsters and he rocked the perm. Yes. That, that, that's, that's the type confidence. of shit I like. That's because confidence, right? as a black man who just dyed his hair purple, like, and I go into people's houses, they look at me like I'm crazy. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I walk around smiling. I'm proud of my shit. You feel me? Because I don't give a fuck. And part of the reason why I'm able to be comfortable with myself, even when it came to down bleaching it blonde. Right. You know, the reason why I was able to do stuff like that is because of people like Cat Williams. So, like, mad respect to that. I like that. And Pimp Chronicles is my favorite freaking stand-up special of all time. It's crazy that I didn't put you on this list. But, like you said, you know, it's flavors. Uh, and, and then I, for as a cheesy moment, I remember a lot of uh, fun dates at home with my now wife, but then girlfriend, fiance, when we used to watch all these specials, uh, when they used to came out, you know, Comedy, Spe- Comedy Central had this thing late night to where you could watch these Cat Williams um, specials unedited, so you really got the full effect, and then us, we would cheat, we would record it on our DVR, and constantly have the unedited version. So yeah, Cat Williams, uh, my number five. Uh, my number four, Kamikaze, I'm really happy to put on my list. He's a guy that I've listened to since high school. And 
guy that constantly makes me laugh is not only a comedian, but is also a great songwriter and performer. Um, you would like him a lot because obviously he rocks a cowboy hat. Um, but um, this guy is, like I said, I'm 39 now. He's made me laugh ever since I've been 18. And I'm speaking of the one, the only Rodney Carrington. Yep. Showed him me. I mean, if the guy doesn't get you with his laughs, he's going to get you to see a pair of titties during his stand-up. And I, I hate to say that, ladies, but show them to me is basically a way for that every man. in on my it, phone. Is every way. Don't play with me. Every, every I man's can't believe a, I didn't even think of him. <laughs> well, that's why I love my my list because it's so I knew diverse. You was going, I but I, I see that's why I didn't stress about who I didn't have on my list because I knew your list was gonna be just as good as my list is gonna be and it was gonna be totally different because I I, I know like like you've been listening to him since you you said you were in high school. Uh, I've listened to his first and one or two first stand ups in high school. And I remember specifically a part where you know a way for kids to get punished or somewhere where he punished his kids is he'd get he'd take them to Walmart and the person that would greet you at Walmart would be the person that whoops your kid's ass. <laughs> so that'd be like an incentive <laughs> yeah. to be a greeter. He's like, welcome to Walmart. Want me to whoop your kid's ass for you? Because <laughs> literally Walmart, he was he, part of the joke was that Walmart will do anything or give you anything. They, they don't care. you know. They'll whoop your kid's ass for you. And then he I was haven't saying, seen that one, but you just telling me that that's funny because I can picture Rodney Carrington delivering that joke. Yes, and it, it yeah, it's probably hilarious. So I, I thought it was a good. But four. I just started watching Rodney Carrington maybe like three years ago. I'm telling you, he, 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 you get to you get to sort of you know you know medium size Larry. Oh, I'm sorry, Rodney. So then you get, you know, skinny Rodney, and then you get that fat divorced Rodney. All the Rodneys you get are just right. great Rodneys. <laughs> right, So right. my hat's off to Rodney. He made my four like gladly. That. Gladly he made my number four. I like that. I like that. Great number four. I'm sad to mention that I didn't mention him at all. But we're going to slide into my number four. And my number four is one of the original kings. Oh, wow. Of comedy. All right. A guy whose stand-up specials that I've been watching since I was too young to watch this guy. This guy is definitely one of the greatest comedians of all time. He's one of the greatest uh, sitcom guys of all time. He's okay. one of the greatest family feud and talk uh, show host okay. of all time. Okay. And he even had a great radio show. Another mogul, another guy that I really respect and look up to a lot. This guy is hilarious. My favorite stand-up is the one where he was talking about his niece in the wedding <laughs> to the uh, to the to the guy that was on House Arrest. Did you ever yeah. see that one? No, but I remember the special where he talks about visiting Africa. That's the same one. Bro. Okay, okay, well, no, that's the same one. Okay, yeah, it was like ski. <laughs> so yeah, all right. This guy is none other than one of the original kings of comedy, Mr. Steve Harvey. 
Oh, I said it like I was bringing my last show time at the Apollo. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't see anybody with a mustache and a bald head walking through the studio just yet. But yeah, Steve Harvey, uh, perfect number four. He is, I mean, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. I mean, there's nothing he's not doing right now. Yeah. I'm probably sure I can walk in any suit store and just say, give me a Steve Harvey. Yeah, right. And they'll know exactly what I'll be like. Oh, so you want like 10 buttons on your shit. Right. Okay. All right. 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 You want the tie with the dimples in it. Right. You want the tie with the dimples in it where you got to button it up with four, with with 10 buttons just to keep that shit up. I got you. I got you. Right. Shoes match. Shoes match the suit. I got you. I got you. But yeah, Steve Harvey, great number four, Kings of Comedy. I mean, just one of those, I mean, just Fred, I mean, it was just a great comedy movie. Right. Spike Lee, Spike Lee directed, by the way. And since he's not on my list, you can't have one without the other. Okay. I'm going to go with, you know, uh, greatness by association. So okay. So does he make your honorable Harvey. mention? This guy does not make my honorable mention. He's actually going to be number four with Steve Harvey for me. Okay. Cedric the Entertainer. I agree because you can't have one uh, without the other. They like they like they're like uh. They work well with each other. Right. They work well with each other. Obviously, they had great sitcom right. chemistry uh, on their sitcom it's, together. It's like if I was going to put Cheech on my list, I would have to do Cheech and John. Yeah. I can't do one or the other. You can't do one or the other. Right. So, let's go into my number three. Your number three. My number three is a guy who's played in some music. He has some funny stand-ups. Okay. No, he's a black man. He's a black man. I'm catching a theme here with your list here. Yeah. It's not racist. I don't know how it ended up this way. I'm just giving a kamikaze crap, folks. You know, you know this man? Rush Oh, shit. Chris Rock. Wait, I I know Chris Rock from Rush Hour? Oh, no, not Chris Rock. Are we talking about Chris Tucker? Chris Rock. What was it, Chris Rock? Chris Rock was in, well, SNL, of course. Chris Rock was always in uh, Bigger and Blacker. Um, you know, did multiple stand-ups. He's done a bunch of movies. I just can't remember right off the rip. I mean, he did yeah. Grown Ups with Adam uh, Sandler. Yeah. He's done okay. a lot of f- recent I, I, things I with am Adam Sandler. I about Chris Rock, but I, should, I, I don't know where Rush Hour came from. Okay. So, yeah. All right. All right, Chris so Rock. way to go, Chris Rock! Great, uh, great selection. He's a kind of the oh god, I hate to say it like this. The SNL, he's on the SNL Black Rushmore because I don't know if no, I think Chris Rock should be on there. But there's so many greats. There's so many Belushi's and Chevys and Murrays and Ackroyds, and then you've got you know Myers and you know. I mean, you got Farrells, you've got Chris Farley's, you've got David Spade's, you've got Adam Sandler's. It's just, so for me, he makes the black SNL Mountain Rushmore. Tracy Morgan. Um, I apologize. My number three is not going to be Chris Farley. Oh, you hear him, folks? He's backing out of his list. I cannot make a top five comedians list and leave this man off. It would be completely criminal. This guy, I'm sorry, oh, Chris wow. Rock, I you, do you love know, you. 
You're making me scratch off Chris Rock. I apologize, bro. See, that's why you shouldn't write it down until you start until we move on to the next guy. Because you know me. We get to making this list. And I was talking about this shit before we even started the show that I don't think I can keep this guy off the list. And you're proving me right. This guy ha- has the most popular sketch comedy show ever. This guy has a stand-up comedy show. Uh, has stand-up, uh, you know, look at Mark Jackson. This guy has stand-up, hmm. uh, stand-ups that blows majority of the guys on my list out of the wall. There's no way I'm going to complete this list. And not put Dave Chappelle on my list. Oh. He was the other guy that I was talking about that, you know, when I said Cat Williams or the other guy should have been on this list, but I put Kevin Hart. Not only should Dave Chappelle been on this list, he should have been way higher than Kevin Hart. So I feel like sliding Chris Rock out because I thought he was on Rush Hour and sliding hmm. Dave Chappelle in is the right thing to do because I did not want to keep Dave Chappelle off this list. Well, kudos for you for not even fathering the fact that you could not have Dave Chappelle on this list. Dave Chappelle uh, is on the the comedic... Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Right. If they redid the Kings of Comedy, like I would probably take Cedric the Entertainer out. And put Dave Chappelle in. I think you. I think you're absolutely right there. Uh, there's no hesitation here. Uh, number three was I. I would speculate a little too high for me. But too low or too high? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like sorry. Five. Or oh four, no, 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 no. I think he. I think he's definitely a one or so a two. So that's low. So he's lo- he's low for me. But I get it. Why you'd want to have him on your list. I, it, it was a situation when I was doing it. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you when I was sitting, when we sit here, and I just went through that. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to bump one of the guys up and make him two. Right. But I feel like Chris Rock is a guy. He's very funny. I love the guy. Mm-hmm. You know. And now that I remember who I'm, who I was thinking about, you know, everybody hates Chris. That's the Chris <laughs> Rock shit. But. You know, I I mistook him for Chris Tucker. That's crazy. How can I do that if he's if he's on my list? Right. You know, so right. it's like I would never do that with Dave Chappelle. You, know, you so can't. You I can't. just slid him in there, but he really probably should have been either two or one. You're but absolutely I'm gonna right. Give you my two or one, and then you tell me later whether I should. You're gonna give it to me now? No, no, not right now. Okay. As it as it unfolds, and then we'll come back okay. to whether or not I should make it make him higher. No, Dave Chappelle. You, you mean you can't go wrong with him in in your top five at all? Right. He's so, in there. So he's, he's in there now, so fabulous. Let's fix that. I do this every week, so y'all should be used to it. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> so my number three is historically they're they're the they're the bee's knees. And I say it plural oh. because there's two of them. And this is my Latino coming out of me here. And I'm Black speaking shit. of, of course, of the tandem of Mr. Cheech and Mr. Chong. And if you listen to anything they've ever produced, watched a movie, it all came from their stand-up on stage first, and then it progressed to the movies that they've pro- yeah. they've been a part of, the the many things they've done you get those two separately together. or together. It, it's magic. They've produced music 
They've done stand-up. They've done movies. I mean, countless merch. I mean, Cheech has all gone on to do his own thing when it comes to, you know, bongs and, and things like that. Cheech has had a little more success within the movie structure of things. Uh, Chong obviously was on that 70s show. So these guys have had multiple success and continue to have success. And they're continuously, if you see their face, you know who you're looking at. Right. And that's why they make my number three. They aren't on my list. Um, I didn't know we can go with duos. I kind of made the Steve Harvey Seventh Ticket Entertainment thing duo because I thought, well, there you go. I thought I was being a rebel, but I, I'm I'm glad that I didn't have to be a rebel because you put Chichi Chong on your list. That's a little personal to me because you know me and Nico used to be known as Chichi Chong at Stanley Steamer or at our job. It was it it was meant happen. <laughs> it was meant clearly as just a, a respect thing for for Latin comedians. Um to me I didn't know any really Latin comedians. I mean obviously Chong is Canadian where Cheech would be the only Latin Mexican part of it, but it makes sense to me. I am also Canadian and half Latin, so it works for me, Cheech and yeah. Chong. I don't think you can go wrong with them being three. No, I I, I think that's going three, and it's it, it's it's finally looking like we're going to have a different list, a completely different list. Now, going into my two, since I start off the three, I go to my two, and then you go into your two, and then your one, right? Yeah. So I will go ahead and do my two, considering that you've already mentioned my two. And that's why I was talking about is that Dave Chappelle is my number two. And to me, there's one more guy. And in my life, there's one more guy and then there's Dave. And Dave, he had me at half-baked. And then the stand-up, I just watched after that and continuously just put out. Watched his sketch comedy show. Oh, the hugest fan of his sketch comedy show. Obviously, he had his hiatus and then came back. Even stronger right. with his stand-up. With vengeance. I mean, he watched Kim Pillick do his show, and he ain't forget about that shit, motherfuckers. So, <laughs> so to, Hell to, yeah. me, to me, it was easy because I already knew my one and my two. Dave was one of the ones, like, you know, at, at that point. So, I it was to me, it's Dave Chappelle, number two. Uh, hands down, he's on the Mount Rushmore. Yes, sir, and I like that. Welcome back to the USB, the Undisputed Sports Broadcast. Why you do that? Why? Why did they we... didn't even need to need to know we took a break? Yeah. <laughs> like what? we didn't even like let them know. I just stopped it after you gave me a number two. So since Pat Wick had just let you know we took a little break, I had to. Dang, I wanted to say a word that was going to rhyme, but I don't want no controversy. All right. So since Pat took told you we took a little break. Hmm. Drake Kamikaze had to urinate. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Say no, we're going to get back to my number two. Your number two was my number three that got substituted for Chris Rock. All right. And that was Dave Chappelle. Okay. Right? Yes. That's where we left off on our break. Now we're going into my number two, right? That's right. My number two. Is a very funny man. Okay. He's been in a lot of movies. A lot of movies. That is old, but I just saw for the first time recently Hmm. in Coming to America. Oh! Has a very 
Funny Stand Up, which is number two on my stand up list in Raw. This guy goes by the name of Eddie Motherfucking Murphy. Eddie Murphy. It's one of the funniest men on the planet to me. Um, I don't have nothing new to speak about as far as he goes, but um, his legacy speaks for itself. His history of movies speak for itself. His stand-ups speak for themselves. Eddie Murphy deserves to be mentioned as one of the top comedians in the world, one of the top comedians in history. He's my number two on my top five comedians. Um, recently uh, starred in the Dolomite Netflix movie. Um, Dolomite! Um, did an amazing job Hilarious. on there. Um, he's raised his kids. He's made his movies on the side that that's created his his million dollar. Slept with his transgender woman. I didn't want to mention that. <laughs> I didn't want to mention that. Hey, if I'm going to praise you, I can talk shit about you too. And supposedly he him, did it. him and his brother beat Rick James' ass one time. Why? Cause he, cause Rick James scuffed up his white couch and did that shit on purpose. <laughs> oh, oh, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, Charlie Murphy, <laughs> True Hollywood Stories. Um, yes, um, I, Eddie Murphy at your uh, number two James, is fantastic. Um, uh, Rick James, honorable mention. By the way, Rick James, honorable mention on his what? He's not a comedian, right? <laughs> but, but, but Dave Chappelle playing Rick James is kind of Rick James. So, <laughs> honorable mention. <laughs> no, you're right. Dave Chappelle as Rick James. Dave Chappelle as Rick, Rick James. James. Yes, yes absolutely. That's, that, 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 absolutely. That was definitely Rick James. I'm Rick James, <laughs> bitch. Fuck you, cow. <laughs> Fuck you, cow. Fuck you. <laughs> can't say that word. I can't say that word. <laughs> Fuck you, cow. Oh, I can't say that word either. I almost said it. Oh. <laughs> uh, so do you want to go ahead and give me your number one, Kamikaze? Um, number one. What did you say your number two was? My number two was Mr. Dave Chappelle. Chappelle Show. <laughs> it's Chappelle Show. It's Chappelle Man, Show. I really don't want to get my number one first. I feel like oh, number five. one is always reserved for Wick because this is Wick's list. Oh, well, I'll go ahead and give you my number one then, and I can't have a timer or a drum roll. I wish I did. But anyways, my number one was unfortunately Kamikaze's number two. My number one favorite comedian of all time is Mr. Ed Murphy. You know him as so many things as SNL characters as Gumby, as Buckwheat. You saw him in Raw. You saw him in Delirious. You Delirious. Saw him... That was the other one, that fucking dog. All right, so here's why Eddie Murphy made my list. Because but he didn't make your one. He didn't make my one. Because the, when I tell you what my one is, you're going to understand it. I promise you. Okay, but, because Eddie at one for me is God. Okay, and I respect that. Because... Richard's dead, so he's not on the list. Oh, they couldn't be dead? Oh, oh no, damn. I'm just kidding. I had Richard Pryor on my honorable mention, so he couldn't even make my list at all. I'm glad I didn't put him on it. But the point is, I've watched two comedy specials that have made me laugh so hard that I have either pissed myself 
or shit myself. Oh, shit. Raw made me shit myself. It was so fucking funny. And Delirious made me piss myself. The, the impersonation of a gay Mr. T was when, when I knew I was dealing with a god. Because anytime you can make a tough guy like Mr. T seem gay, I was like, holy shit, it's this shit's funny. Right. And the only reason why... So, wait. Hold on. Now we gotta go back to that whole Richard Pryor being dead thing now because my number one is dead. <laughs> oh no, I was just kidding about the dead thing because we okay. never mentioned that one time about if they had to be alive or dead. But I was about to say, that fucking screws up my whole list. No, no, no. Like you that. go ahead and give me your one, Kamikaze. But my one is Eddie Murphy the God. He's, it. He's God to me. That's cool. So... You go ahead and give Eddie Murphy your God card. Absolutely. My God card has to go by, has to go to a man that no question, no question, he ain't sleeping with no trains. Oh, man. Mr. Bernie motherfucking Mac. Bernie Mac, wow. Number one. Has to be the funniest man I've ever seen. I definitely, I definitely will say this: he, is Bernie Mac had his own way of doing things. He had his own swag about him. Well, I'm up. <laughs> um, he definitely was never scared to say what was on his mind, and, See, I, respect, <laughs> and I respect him so much. He has been in, in so many <laughs> classic movies: uh, How to Be a Player, of uh, of. Uh, Ballers Club? Wait, no. Is that what it was? Mm, I don't think it's called Ballers Ball, Club. It wasn't Ballers Club. It was something else. Um, kid and Play movies. Um, obviously, the Friday franchise. He was in the first installment in that one. So many other ones. He was in the Kings of oh, Comedy. Oh, I, fi- I forgot he was the one that did the whole Miss Parker. Miss Waller. Yes. I forgot about that. Right. <laughs> and, and you think about that. That even that 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 just solidifies that I made the right choice of putting him there. And 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 I could go on and on about his movie attributes and yeah, finally getting I his show. I put him here. The Bernie not Mac show. Not for the movies he's done. Not for his funny, hilarious sitcom, but for his stand-ups. No, I, I like, don't think you can go really wrong with one though. There's a Bernie lot of guys Mac that would have Bernie on their one. one. He wasn't afraid to express his homophobia, which I don't necessarily agree with homophobia. I'm not homophobic, but I respect people's, you know, right to be homophobic. And he didn't, he wasn't fearless. He never was apologetic about how he felt about it. You know, he made it funny. <coughs> I have gay family members that sat and watched his shit with me and laughed at it too, so <coughs> it ain't. <coughs> you want some milk and some cookies? <laughs> right. Him down. So, him down. Right there is the reason, and the fact that you know he is no longer with us. He's the late great Bernie Mac. So the problem with Eddie Murphy being on my list and not being number one is he ain't died yet. So when you were saying <laughs> well, the thing about Richard Ryan being dead, I'm like, oh shit. 
No, I, I got a problem because the reason why Eddie Murphy ain't one is because he ain't that dead. And Bernie Mac is because Bernie Mac was two until I realized, oh shit, Bernie Mac's dead. No, I couldn't put that stipulation in there because the fact that I we'd never mention it when we made this list originally, so I can't just spring that on you, Kamikaze, so I it apologize. It was okay because if you would have did that to me, I would have just bumped Eddie Murphy down to one. I'd have bumped uh, Dave Chappelle down to two. I'd have bumped Steve Harvey down to three. I'd have bumped Kevin Hart down to four. And then people, after the conversation we had earlier, people would have thought I was going to put Kevin Hart at five, but I would have swerved him and put Martin Lawrence there. Do you want to put any, do you, well, now that you mentioned Martin Lawrence, do you want to give any other of the of the ones that didn't make it on your list, Comic-Con? Um, well, Martin Lawrence is one of the guys that didn't make my list. Arguably should be on there, absolutely. Um, Richard Pryor, because of my age and my exposure to he Richard He is the Pryor, godfather of, of black comedy, yes. List. Chris Rock did not make my list because, um, Dave Chappelle, duh. <laughs> right, obviously he got and booted off the list. Cat Williams, though he owns my favorite special of all time in the Pimp Chronicles, did not make my list because he had a rivalry with the kid, and I feel like, dog, you're grown ass man, get your life together. You funny as shit. You can't be out here fighting with, with, with teenagers. So yeah, that was this week's. Very fun wits list. I had fun making the list and I had fun delivering the list. And that's how comedy should be. I'm excited because this is the most different any of our lists have been. For one, and then if I would not have put Dave Chappelle on my list, we would only have one comedy. I think I would have. I think I probably would have uh, slapped you after the show. Because I would have probably looked at you and say, why the fuck is not Dave Chappelle on your list? So is that a good thing I came to Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't want to get in a fight. I want to eat my lasagna after the show and be in peace. Watch my NBA highlights. Yeah. But I, maybe, so, make, maybe make love to my yes, wife. Sir. I'm not sure. Good job, Dave Chappelle. You made it impossible for me not to put on put put you on my list. And who did you say your number one was again so I can write it down? Eddie motherfucking Murphy. Eddie Murphy, that's crazy. I didn't even think you liked him that much. I thought I was... No, I thought Eddie, I was snatching me a sleeper with Eddie Murphy at too. What the Eddie fuck? Murphy was my first comedic tape that my young, my older brothers would play when I, we were in Miami. And I literally... I thought for sure his number one was going to be Richard Pryor. No, that's but... The only, that's one of the reasons why I left Richard Pryor he, on my list. Richard Pryor would be on there if I watched more of him growing up. But oh, yeah. for me growing up it was it was Eddie. It was Eddie. I was I, I loved Eddie. He, Eddie couldn't do it wrong. But it, for me for me it was a lot of other people too. Whoopi Goldberg at that time in that period of the 80s was funny and Wait, hilarious. Whoopi Robin Goldberg. Williams was was out there doing his thing. A- Adam Andrew Dice Clay was doing things. We had guys like... Um, All right. Let's not show your age. Because Andrew Dice Clay? What the fuck? Who the fuck is Andrew Dice Clay? Andrew Dice Clay is a, is a white New York comedian. And then you had Rodney Dangerfield. When was he out? Uh, he I know was Rodney out. Dangerfield. My mom talks about him, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, so then you she had. She was born in the seventies, so. Yeah, Rodney was there in the seventies, so Dang. Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> was like. All right, um, all right, you talking to a millennial. 
90s eighties, <laughs> early nineties, New York comedian, you know, grew up in some kind of burb in New York. Only reason why my, why I know Richard Pryor because Richard Pryor is my mom's favorite comedian. Trust me, I was not. I mean, he's even the god. He's, he's one of the Godfathers. Well, I can I can at least point out three guys on my list that looks as Richard Pryor as an influence. So. The respect is definitely there. Absolutely. And if I would have seen enough of him, I'm pretty sure he was funny enough that I would have had him on my list. It, it's very confusing at this point in my life why I haven't watched more Richard. I just don't know why. I just don't know why. Maybe I, I, he was I guess banned from from your television. I, I guess I, I more or less like I, Bernie I hate... Mac. I wasn't allowed to really watch Bernie Mac. I snuck and watched Bernie Mac because okay. Bernie Mac can if you take what he say. Or how he feel and make it how you feel like some people do when they look up to somebody. Right. Like, he can make you a very hateful person. Yeah, but... Because he hated everything But didn't you have access to the, the Bernie Mac show? Which yeah. was kind of like a, a, a sample of his I comedy? I watched more of that okay. than I have, like, honestly, his sitcoms. But I know from watching just the few sick I mean, the few stand-ups that I watched of his, that if you drowned yourself in Bernie Mac, you would hate gays. You would hate white people. Um, you would hate women that think that they're stronger than men. You know, well, shit like that. Like you'd be anti-feminist, basically. Bernie Mac <laughs> reminded me of that uncle in your family that comes over to family functions, and he's either the funniest guy. Or there. he's the guy you fucking hate because you or, can't understand him. Or he's the guy that's drunk on them that, that you can't understand. Misunderstand. And, and somehow he spills some shit on your Jordans. Yeah. You know, so I get it. I get it completely Bernie with Bernie. Bernie to me reminds me of the get off my lawn old guy. <laughs> oh, you threw your ball in my yard. Guess no, what? No. It's Fluffy's ball now. And Fluffy walk out and he's this giant ass fucking pit bull. And he just tear your bra to shreds because he's a hunting dog. Bernie Mac reminds me of the that that old mechanic on your street that has the cigarette like just like right there on your lip. Like, <laughs> I somehow can still talk to you while I still have that <laughs> yeah. shit balanced. And his cigarette just fucking going up and down with his lips while he's talking, but it ain't falling though. I can fix that car right away. Boy. I can bring <laughs> right. that shit over here real right. quick. I can fix right. that car right for you. And then right before he go under the car. He light that bitch and then he come back and that bitch just got the whole fucking ass. Still on just there, yeah. Yeah, hey, I, I saw I saw on there. You you're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give you a list and you got to go to the store and get, oh, get this shit. stuff on me and, and, and bring me back a, 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 a can of court, a, 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 some courts and uh and give me some new parts and when you're on the way back. All right, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you a list. I'm gonna give you a list real quick. Go get this for me. Go get this for me. Wanda. Keep them damn kids out of my den. <laughs> all right. All right. So, all right. Off to, you know, the most prominent show, that, I mean, the most prominent topic that you've been getting from my show. And that's the wrestling portion. I can't believe we're actually going to hit every topic that I suggested for this agenda today. Wow. With this, I thought for sure that we was going to tap out before we got to fucking Wick's list. Or kind of move Wicks list around and maybe not did NBA. I mean NFL. But I'm glad we're here. I'm glad to prove you wrong every week, Kamikaze. Uh, I'm glad so let's to prove talk you wrong. About wrestling. And for and wrestling for us means WWE, because quite frankly, we don't watch all elite wrestling. We don't watch Impact. We don't watch New Japan. We watch Raw SmackDown and NXT. I'd like to watch AEW. Dynamite, but 
unfortunately, you happen to put your show on the same day that my favorite wrestling product come on. Your fault. Hey. Not mine. Tuesdays and Thursdays are completely available. Yes, sir. Tuesdays and Thursdays are completely yours. Yes, sir. Mondays and Wednesdays are just spoken for. And Fridays. Yeah. So Tuesdays you and Thursdays. You probably could have slid in there on a Tuesday Friday. would have been good. Because you probably could have convinced us to watch AEW over SmackDown. Because SmackDown is usually the week show of the week. Mm-hmm. You know? But, yeah, you had no chance with NXT. That's, like, number one for Well, what you haven't had weakness of is uh, all this gold that seems to be wrapped around... Huh, the golden role models. The golden role models. And oh. we can only be speaking of Bailey and Sasha Banks. You know, I am 100% completely enamored with Sasha Banks. So the more gold she has, the better. And we... we, we I'd like to toot my own horn here, Kamikaze, and say that I called this happening. And the fact is, you called this happening long before WrestleMania. I saw you this thought being that a scenario. They should have done this at WrestleMania. It would have been perfect. I feel like you've called this on this show. I have. The fact is, Pat Witt. You are starting to win predictions. I know. You're starting to rub <laughs> off on me, Kamikaze. You're, I'm telling you. You're getting a little bit of me in there. I'm getting a little bit of you. We're crossing tips. I'm just saying. But, but it, no, it, it makes sense. This is the most entertaining part of the show now when you're seeing what these two... Well, I mean, let, let's go down the list here, Kamikaze. By the time NXT... They were leaving that product and going in onto the main shows. They were dubbed the Four Horsemen. And they've showed to you what they can do with that. Now, granted, this does eliminate a lot of the other title options now. But this gives you so many more storylines that could be available in the future. They're brimming with this Asuka storyline now, which is really going great for them. They're going to start ramping it up here with some other... Uh, factions entering into this equation here against Sasha and Bailey, but I like everything that's happening because they can handle it. They do so well with the spotlight being on them. When we were planning what we were going to talk about on the show, you asked me, what about SummerSlam do we have to talk about? And I said, well, maybe I didn't mean to put SummerSlam in there. I just meant to put wrestling there. I understand. We didn't really have anything for wrestling. But then you said Sasha and Bailey. Like, how about we talk about Sasha and Bailey? And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Because right. Sasha and Bailey is wrestling right now. It, at least for WWE. I don't know what's going on over in AEW. I'm not going to act like I do. But for WWE, Sasha and Bailey, besides what's going on in NXT, because I'm always involved in what's going on in NXT, and Keith Lee is a motherfucking star. Right. And I love it. And whatever they're doing with this Karrion Cross guy, now he's able. Now he's really. Forming this Goldberg opinion that I'm having against him because now he's destroying whole. This man cleaned up the locker room. You know he's now he's now he's killing everybody in the locker room and it's getting ridiculous. But I want to stay on this Bailey and Sasha. This but is yeah, something I so want to see. Sasha and Bailey are the WWE right now. It's like you turn on Raw, Sasha and Bailey. Turn on NXT sometimes, Sasha and Bailey. Sasha and Bailey. Turn on SmackDown, Sasha, Sasha and Bailey. Bailey. 
They hold the gold. They are no longer just role models. You saw They're you the golden role models. You mentioned uh, prior that the Sasha Banks return to NXT was one of the highest rated episodes. That yes, goes sir. to prove that, and it fact. wasn't because of the NXT Women's Champion. It, it was it, not because of Io Shirai. It was because the boss, the standard, the blueprint, baby, two belts. Banks was on that show. Well, and then and then of course you're seeing. Obviously, I'm not blind to the fact that they are finding ways to win their matches, but they're coming up with creative ways to do that, Kamikaze. And I just like what I see for these two in the future. Not to mention, one of them could lose one aspect of gold, whether it was the tag titles or one of them lose the other one, and the story can still stay relevant. You know, one's fight. You know, one's fighting for the other one, the other one helps the other one. How about somehow uh, one of them has a singles match for that singles championship and the other one costs them and then the other one gets mad and then she and then challenge her for her championship, wins it and then they are tasked with the, trying to get along and defend those tag team women's championships against the tag team and then the other one loses and then you can finally se- separate them. I, for a while. I, I'm, not, because I'm not mad about I'm that. I'm not saying that it needs to happen anytime soon. I'm just saying, like, you have, like, so much you can do with this story at this point. You, you do. It's great for wrestling because you can't really have a lot of people around at tapings. You know, obviously they've condensed the roster because we've only we're, we're seeing the same faces all the time. Absolutely. You know, we're not seeing at, at all of the talent that this rosters that these rosters have to offer. So they've consolidated the rosters. They fired some people. They're bringing people in. You know, but they're doing it in a way that you know keeps people safe. Um. Good. And, and for me, the amount of talent the women's division do have right now, the fact they're they're allowing this to kind of, kind of be the 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 right. main core. Because the whole point of introducing tag team women's championship was to give more women opportunities. But but I think what they're doing here, they're let, allowing Sasha and Bailey to be the main course, and they're kind of brewing up other storylines now. You're seeing Sasha or uh, uh, Lacey Evans. Um, with, um... Yeah, knocking out Sasha, you have... Oh, no. Oscar. Well, no, I was talking about with The Glow. You know, they, oh, they've yeah. had a recent beef now. You're seeing a lot of, um... What did I say, knocking out Sasha? I meant to say that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nia Got Jax has brain. been seen recently trying to stir up certain things. She was suspended in Raw. Was she? Yeah, suspended indefinitely for attacking an official. For attacking an official? Well, that just leads up to where how she's gonna come back, right? After Shayna Baszler beats Oscar for the World Women's Championship. Well, and then now, like we we've mentioned on the show previously, we hadn't seen Shayna in a few weeks. She's coming back into a storyline now. So, like I said, I think they're stirring up something to where now they can, you know, come off of this, you know, belts, uh, Sasha Bailey kind of thing, and let everything cool down. You know whether they're gonna let them hold the tag titles, or that one of them's gonna be you know one and one and one and you know two and one or whatever. I, I see it being a a big storyline in the future. Hopefully it will last until WrestleMania. We all hope so. 
Right. And it's very fun to watch. Bro, we won tonight. Yes. Oh, we did? The Boston. Oh, uh, yeah, we we were beating the Rays 3-0. When... Yeah, we won 5 nothing. Excellent. Well, congratulations Great. to the Red Sox. Yes, sir. Uh, breaking the slump of what was that, like six, five games or something like that? Jesus Christ, I don't even want to talk about I mean, we got swept in the in the Mets. No, we won one in the Mets series. We won one in the Baltimore series. We won zero in the New York Yankees series. And I, I can't remember who we just played recently that we actually, you know. But we needed a win. Congratulations to the Red Sox. Right, exactly. Um, but back to WWE. So we want to mention congratulations to Sasha Banks on becoming Two Belts Banks. Congratulations to Bailey on retaining and remaining uh, Bailey Ghost. Those straps. Absolutely. After uh, her successful uh, defeat of Nikki Cross. Yes. Congratulations to the Golden Role Models of accomplishing their prophecy and taking all of the gold. But on to an up-and-coming single star who is a part of a faction in a tag team. You know, that faction and that tag team is the... And I gotta get up before this, so you might... Hear my sound a little funny because I got to do the hip gyration. New Day <laughs> and Big E. So, Xavier Wars obviously has been out with an injury. Mm-hmm. Kofi has recently went down with an injury. But Kofi, and, and sh- Kofi made it a point to inform Big E. That him and Xavier Woods expect him to do great things as a single star while they're out. And why shouldn't we consider? Why why shouldn't we consider Biggie? He's charismatic. He's athletic. Has he ha- personality. And, and, has mic skills. Can wrestle. Um, is a believable what hero, <coughs> babyface, heel, whatever you want to do with him. He's a main eventer. Debuted uh, t- December seventeenth of '09. Uh, came out of FCW, the developmental program. Yeah, also before. was uh, the second ever NXT, NXT champ- champion. Was an Intercontinental Champion. Was an Intercontinental Champion, I remember that. And multi-time tag title champion. Multi-time tag team champion. Also have the record for 483 days holding a tag title. So, yeah. here's a guy with bunch of ability, athletic that, prowess. That, and a, and a guy in NXT that... Didn't pin you for three seconds. He's the master of the five count. Oh, really? Big E's gimmick in NXT was that he was so powerful that he didn't put you down for three seconds. The ref counted the five. Really? Yeah. I like he had that. The five count. I got to go back and show you some Big E stuff. And Big E Langston was different. Well, and here's an opportunity for you to not have to break up the new day. And really push Big E and see what he can do because I like his ability to work with not right. just the smaller guys, but the big guys. Right. And then, like, there's always a situation where you don't even have, Like, this could be the one stable or the one faction that never has to be destroyed. No. Because you've already given a strap. You don't have to. To Kofi after he's shown he's made invent material. Me and you have been talking about how Big E deserves an opportunity to be a main event star. Absolutely. Um, I honestly don't see it in Xavier Woods. 
Um, but when you throw the tag team straps on them, it's pretty fun to watch them. Watch them. But I can see Xavier Woods being a fantastic valet for one big E. And you don't maybe even have, have to be a valet. Well, you I mean, be a tag team champion. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's what part they of, do part, the best, right? Part Nine of time, eight time champs. Part of a long time reign sometimes is having that. That option on the on the outside of the ring. Yeah, but when you're in a faction, you don't really call your partners a valet. Is my point. Yeah. Okay. I got so, you. I got I, you. And for him to just be his valet, you have to kick Kofi out. And well, we don't have to do that, and that's the great thing about you know how this has all played out for Biggie that they won't have to break anything up at this moment. Like right. we we kind of expected they would have to do to kind of push Big E right. to the next, next level. Right. We don't have to do that. We see big things hopefully happening in the future, whether it's on one brand or the other. I mean, hell. I mean, he could go back to NXT for all I care. You and re- see him doing something that's significant, right? I just want to see him doing something to where he's – Maybe even challenging AJ Styles again for the Intercontinental Championship. That'd be great. And I feel like with AJ's ability to to do well with, and with, with anybody, anybody, and could really push Big E over to enough to where you would believable for him to be Intercontinental, where you couldn't have you couldn't shorten uh, Braun Strowman's reign as well as Drew McIntyre's reign as of right now. But maybe build them right. up. But the thing for me is, I think that Biggie is past Intercontinental Championship. Material. Really? I think that Biggie is main event material. It's like we've already mentioned that he has everything that I know I require for you to be able to be crowned world champion. You know, he has the charisma, he has the mic ability. He has the fan support, whether he goes face or heel. He can get the heel, the fans to hate him. But he can also get the fans to love him. You know, he has the in-ring ability where he can do a lot of things. He's very athletic, you know. He can show you power. He can show you agility. Yeah. He can He can keep you invested in the storyline. He can make you laugh. He can make you cry. Exactly. Big E has it all. You know, there's no reason why we can't consider this man a, a main event. Yes, I want it for the longest time for them to put the strap on Braun. But, Braun, since he won a championship, I don't even remember who's a universal champion. Problem is, because he's involved in this personal rivalry with, with Bray, Bray Wyatt, that has right. nothing to do with the strap. You know, as far as storyline goes, I don't even know when they wrestle if they put the freaking strap that's, on. Uh, that's due to the uh, creative thinking of, um, who am I thinking of here, Kamikaze? Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard <laughs> which would rather give you three uh, talking three straight int- promo segments before I get a wrestling match on Monday Night Raw. Thank you, uh, Pritchard. Then they hit us with this fucking Raw Underground shit. That corny ass shit, bro. Like is the, have they not realized that this is just for them to segment another wrestler into the wrestling? I mean, if they not figured it out, we're not. Are we, are we that gullible in I the mean, universe to know? And that, I know that 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 that's all this is for right now is to bring in you know a new superstar and everything. But it's like, why act like you're adding on a whole different 
portion of what you do that's totally different from what you do that's more underground fighting bro. with girls dancing bro we're, we're supposed to be a pg show and not to, and not just not to say uh let me give me give me something a little believable right you know Dolph Ziggler out there choking out a guy that's like twice his size like no bro I know he used to be a former championship wrestler at Kent State I get but that but he's that he's not a bare knuckle brawler he's not a fighter he's like, a wrestler uh, you put look what happened when they put CM Punk and I love CM Punk look I'm not shit on him but look what they put look what happened when they put him in the octagon yeah he could make it 30 minutes into a match. This man couldn't beat Mitt Romney. <laughs> I oh. know that wasn't his name, but God damn it, it should have been. Oh, no, I totally agree. You you know, I, th- I think you're right like, on point with this, Kamikaze. Um, they were all underground shit. <clears throat> um, they found a way to make it work for Raw because they had the Hurt Business going in and take it over and beat everybody up except for the actual WWE superstars that were on the roster. Right. But all the randoms that was around the ring, they had them going in and beat them up and clean it up for us. <laughs> so they found a way to make it work. They found a way to make me interested in Bobby Lashley. But this Raw Underground shit, please do not bring that shit back next week. I think it's only here to to segue guys from there into wrestling. That big guy that with would, that, with the white tank top, that yeah, he's gonna be a star. If yeah, they, if they do it do it right. He look like just looking at him like bro. I got the booking strategy right here in my mouth. Right. Dog. I can turn him into a star. Give me one chance. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> like the, that, that's, you know, if Shane O'Mac is, is to return, he's a mouthpiece to push this guy forward, whoever right. this guy would be. But Or this girl, in that who case, knows? I want Shane McMahon doing a writing for this guy and not some damn Bruce Pritchard. How the fuck you fire Paul Heyman and decide that Bruce Pritchard is the answer? Uh, uh, Paul Heyman gives me wrestling. Bruce Pritchard gives me drama. Right. So uh, that's all I can say. Uh, but shout out to Big E. Uh, we look forward to your future here at USB. We always look forward to what you could provide to us extra on the WWE circuit. So kudos to you. This on-screen talk of a push of B- Big E is not just a smoke screen is something and he's just going to end up jobbing to a champion or some shit like that and they actually do something with it. Big E is great. He has the fan support. Um, Always have the fan support. You know, this and, guy's fan and, 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 mania. And, 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 and he's he's a main eventer. You know, I, I had to wait too long for Kofi. Don't make me wait a decade for Big E to be, Agreed. A, be, be a main eventer. Let's give it to me now because you should have gave it to me earlier. Uh, that was our show. This is the Undisputed Sports Broadcast brought to you by. Nah, dude, run that back. I know, I had it going fast. Uh, Carter's Barbecue, 709 East Canal Street, Mulberry, Florida. Just playing good. Whole rib dinners for $25. Try any of their special dinners, southern dinners, fried dinners. Once again, that's Carter Barbecue, 863. 863- 425-1983 Once again, 863-425-1983 Just plain good That was Pat Wick Giving you the Carter's Barbecue Promo You can find Pat Wick at Pat Wick underscore USB I am Dre Kamikaze What it do, baby? You can find me at Dre Kamikaze underscore USB This was the Unspeeded Sports Broadcast 
USB Podcast. We are on Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, all of those podcasts, Black Home, where you may consume your podcast. But for today, this show has been unplugged. I know what you were saying. I was getting it. Okay. <laughs> okay.